Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Waffle Box Podcast. I am your host, co-host Keith Russell and with me is my other co-host, Chris Sherlock, present yet again. He's present I'm again. <laughs> He's escaped from his cage this time. <laughs> oh snap, do you know something? I should be put in a cage because I'm in a foul mood. I've been kept busy, so God help the listeners today. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to turn off now. Now, in all fairness, we listened back to episode one and it was so good, we've decided to come back and do another episode. Well, this is it. We, 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 were, in stitches, we, were, we were in stitches laughing at ourselves. We are absolutely hilarious. We really are. So we came back and done another episode. Is that right, Chris? Uh, oh, that's for sure. Well, I'm hilarious. You, you just happened to sit there and listen to me rant. <laughs> <laughs> Which chuckle brother are you? I don't know. I, I can't remember the chuckle butcher. The chuckle butchers. The chuckle butcher butchers. <laughs> it's all going well, folks. <laughs> we're only thirty seconds in. Right, guys. We we'll, we're going to leave it there, and we'll see you again next. <laughs> yeah, well, join us for episode three or thirty-three. Because this is only episode two. What episode two? We're we're, we're five minutes. We're not even five minutes in. We're two minutes in. Oh God. Anyway, Chris, how are you this week? Any news? Oh, I I. Don't get me started. It's been a week. I'm telling you, it's been a while. It's unreal. Um, do you know what I've been doing? I'm in the preparation of getting ready for Christmas and I've got my chimneys cleaned and I've got... Um, and before you start... That's I was, not a euphemism. I was literally just going to say something. <laughs> what does that mean? It's not a euphemism for anything. Right, it okay. might be in Soho in London, but it's not for me. <laughs> uh, so I got the chimneys cleaned and then I had to do a bit of a clean around. So I'm stinking of bleach. My hands are gone red raw, and that's not from anything else either, by the way. I'm not saying anything. I didn't say anything. It's your, it's the look he's giving me, folks, here. It's it's unreal. But, like, yeah, no, so that's what I've been doing. So I've mm. been cleaning and stuff like that. So I'm I'm fed up with cleaning, even though they say it's therapeutic to do a bit of cleaning, don't they? Well, well, you know what? It is for me because, like I said, I was just said last week, because of my anxiety and a bit of, a, you know, and a bit of uh, OCD, it is a little bit for me because if the place isn't clean and messy, I'll crack up. So it's kind of ter- it's no, it's therapeutic for me when it's clean. <laughs> it's not yeah. therapeutic actually doing the cleaning. Um, well, it is for some people, but yeah, I don't know about that. Not for me. Yeah, no, you see, I'm a bit OCD as well. I don't know what it is. It's, it's mm. just, um, well, I've always had a, a clean house. Do you know what I mean? So I think yeah. I've just learned to kind of like follow on. Yeah. And I did, did my say my parents' bad habits would reflect on me. Now, having said that, my mother was always clean, but my dad isn't. He's, it, he's clean now. He, he doesn't go around dressed like uh, the rag and bone man or anything. But it, it's just, it, it's it's more of, do you know what gets on my nerves and it sets me off is when sugar is spilt. If, so if you put sugar in your tea and you put it down mm. and okay, you'll have your tea, you'll enjoy it, you come back and you'll wipe it up. Now that's what a normal person would do. That's kind of, you know, relatively clean. But yeah. my dad would just leave it there. And yeah. it'd be there for a week and there'd be a, a layer of sugar on top of the yolk that would be just unreal. It'd be like the Rocky Mountains. It'd be that bad. So it was just, uh, I, I hate that about uh, bad yeah. habits and yeah. just stuff that happens. You know what drives me mad is when people, like, they make a cup of tea and then they put the, you know, they finish it and put the cup wherever. And then you want another cup of tea and they grab another cup. I'm like, where are you going with your two cups? Just, just use the first cup and fucking rinse it out. It drives me mad. So you'd have people over and all of a sudden there'd be four cups there. And I'm like, there's only one of you. What do you yeah, need four cups from? So these the same cup. Oh, it cracks me up. I absolutely crack. But see, I'm always cleaning. Anyway, 
and I'm always like, I hate like it's the same as you the sugar, the crumbs in the counter. Like I'm always, I'm always gonna <laughs> clean the crumbs off, or I'm always yeah. fixing things. Like that's that's like the anxiety and the OCD in me, you know. Like, and like I'm not like so I'm always putting stuff. So everything has to be kind of in its place and straight and all, you know, mm. all, all that type of stuff. But then like the wife would say to me, well, you know how come like you might just shove everything into the wardrobe why isn't the wardrobe's not you know neat and tidy I'm like because I can't see it mm. it's out of sight out of mind so I don't care if the wardrobe's in bits as long as I just don't have to see it yeah so if, I, if I'm in the room so like if, if I'm working from home I'm sitting at the desk and I'm in the bedroom the bed has to be made you know everything has to be clean or everything has to be neat and tidy in the room because if it's not I can't concentrate you know I just get real you know agitated yeah, I'm the same as that. I have to have everything neat as well. We're, we're pure neat freaks. Mm. Well, put it th- put it this way: if, if we're ever out and about, <laughs> we'd be we'd be perfect to invite people over to our house, <laughs> even though that'd be that'd be like just schizophrenia gone wrong for us. If, yeah, if, if there's loads of people. But in fairness, um, <laughs> you've got three kids. I was I'm just going to say like, that. That's that's going to be fun. <laughs> it's never ending. So like, and it's constantly picking up after them. And they're three oh. small kids. They're six, seven, and nine. So I'm always straightening things up. So I, I, I'm, I'll try and minimal, mi- minimize the carnage. So I'll at least try and keep the room I'm in at least <laughs> half respectable. So I don't want to go into the kitchen because there were the three of them in there wrecking the place. Okay. So do you know what I mean? So if I'm in the sitting room, I kind of try and keep the sitting room in some sort of order because it just it's you know like your safe space, just the room you're in. Mm. you know it's just because if I, I, I couldn't sit in the sitting room and have the, the room in bits I couldn't concentrate on the television I'd be getting agitated and I'd be like oh my god I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna lose the head here in a minute yeah this is it and have you have, have you have you a mix of boys and girls or yeah so the boy is nine and the, the girls are, are six and sorry six and seven oh, um right. and the, the girls are worse because the girls are together they're oh. like just two tornadoes going around the house <laughs> just dismantling everything oh you know? god yeah god. No, I, I was actually thinking about lego the last day funny mm. enough speaking about toys being left around yeah i, I haven't seen lego or played with lego in a while where i actually want to like relive yeah. my youth well, we've lego, lego all over the house have you jeez that's gonna be fun in the morning mountains walking. of lego oh yeah the little fella loves lego so i used to i used to like lego when i was a kid and then I obviously stopped playing with it, you know, as, as you get older. And then when my son kind of got to the age where he started a bit of an interest, I was like, you kind of reliving your youth. Mm. So I went out and started buying him Lego sets, but they're really, really for me. So <laughs> well, see, that's the great thing about having but it kids. Is, you yeah. can just blame the kids that, oh, but, he wants this and he wants that. So the wife came home one day and I was sitting on the, on the sofa with like a, a tray on my lap. And here's me making the Batman tumbler. <laughs> <laughs> the, the little fella wasn't even playing with. I don't even know where he was. Oh, he was with her. That's what, I was like, no, I, I don't mean I didn't know where he was. Like, I don't mean he was out in the garden somewhere. Yeah, I just meant he was like he was. It was great became, parenting, Keith. You don't even know where your son is going, and, and you're there playing with you, toys. Yeah. So I'm sitting there making the Batman tumbler. She's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm, I'm making a farm. I'm making a farm." Probably oh, only about two. <laughs> anyway, how are you keeping? Yeah, I'm grand, actually, grand. I was actually, I nearly didn't make this podcast again because I couldn't find my earphones. Oh, God. I run around the case, where's my earphones? So last week I forgot about the podcast. This week I didn't forget about it. I just couldn't find half the stuff to do it. 
But apart from that, I'm all right, actually. Or we do a fainting story as well this week. Yeah, we? and, and we're a bit more prepared this week because we have a sound effect for Keith's fainting story. So, ladies and gentlemen, for episode two, this is Keith's fainting story. <laughs> now, go for it. <laughs> we're doing it now, are we? Right, okay. Yeah, well, it's so it's so under budget, this yeah, show, uh, this yeah, podcast. We built it up now. It's probably just yeah, going yeah. to be crap. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a but, fortune for the sound effect. Yeah, Not exactly. Really. Right, well, it was probably about, probably about 10 or 15. No, it was probably about, yeah, it was probably about 10-ish years ago. And my friend was in a car crash and he was in Baltimore Hospital. So I got up that morning and I, I wasn't in work. I can't remember. But I mean, I went, I remember going to the gym. I said, I'll go to, go to the gym and then I'll drive to him into the hospital afterwards. Mm-hmm. So I did that. And I remember kind of like, I just... I'm a, I went to the gym early years, so I probably didn't have breakfast. And I got up and went to the gym, and I remember brought a protein shake with me and all that type of stuff. So I went into Bowmount, and as you know, so I sat down beside him, and like he was, he looked okay, as in, but he he was telling me kind of what happened in the car crash, and he was telling me that he, you know, he he actually injured. I think he broke his pelvis or something like that. Ooh. And as soon as he started telling me about the pelvis, I started to get weak. Oh. And I was like, I don't know why. And I was like, oh Jesus, I don't feel that well. So he was, so he, I didn't tell him that. So I'm sitting on the chair beside the bed and I'm trying to stay upright. And he's telling me, you know, all this type of stuff. And then the nurse comes over, and the nurse was doing something, you know, with the she was taking the bloods or something from him, and that was it. I was like, oh Jesus Christ, here's the needle. I can't be here. <laughs> so and I was lit. I swear to God, I could feel myself getting all wavy and all weak. And so I'm trying to like <laughs> carry a carry on a conversation with him as if I'm fine, but really yeah. I was like just about to fall off the chair. And so I couldn't really, I couldn't go on any anymore. So I just stood up. I just I have to go. <laughs> I just need to say goodbye. I have to go. So I stood up and I stumbled my way from the bed in the ward to the corridor and I got into the corridor and I remember kind of just leaning against the wall and like oh fuck this isn't good <laughs> and I, that was it I said people thought you were hammered yeah and that was it I don't remember anymore right so I woke up I don't know probably 30 seconds I don't know what but I woke up on my back in the corridor in Ballman, <laughs> I was gonna right? say this is kind of this has gotten interesting awful quick. You walked yeah. up on your back. <laughs> yeah, so, so I'm flat out on my back in in uh, you know in the hall in the corridor in Ballmount in the war of the ward. Oh, I thought wall. this was gonna be in a hotel room. I thought you were getting lucky here. All right, okay, go on. No, this <laughs> that's next week's one. All right, lovely. <laughs> so anyway, so I like I woke up and there's like two or three nurses kind of you know over me and they're like, whatever, and there's a pillow under my head. And I'm uh, stupidly, I kind of the first thing I woke up and I was like, "Fucking hell, that was that was a bit of luck." I landed on a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, right? So the, <laughs> the nurses <laughs> got me up and put me in a wheelchair, and I had I was a banging headache and I felt not. I had concussion, right? Mm. So they <laughs> ended up in casualty downstairs. Oh God! <laughs> so they they wheeled me down. So I had to go for like an X-ray or scan on my head or whatever I had to do. So. I'm on on the bed in casualty. So I go in to visit my friend who's in a car crash, and I end up in a bed in casualty next to him. <laughs> so, so there was another friend of mine was coming in to visit him. Oh, that, geez. That he, so he had to visit the two of us. 
<laughs> so he comes down to visit me. So he he visits me in in casualty first, and then goes up and visits him on the war. I, I hope he bought the double pack of seven up with a save him a fortune. He did. <laughs> and I remember afterwards talking to my friend, and he was like, "Jesus, Kate," he says. The thump I heard out in the corridor of your head bouncing off the floor. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> oh, so are you quite nesh then? Like, like, do you find, are you really kind of like squeamish with certain stuff like that? Like no. if you were watching? No, I'd be fine. I was just, I obviously just, I didn't have that in the, I, you know, I was, went to the gym. I would probably just, my blood sugar was low. Mm. And then I'll like I'd never yeah so I didn't I didn't think I don't no I'm not I'm not squeamish like I've seen stuff since then and I've been fine all I'm maybe I am a little bit I, so if I was watching something on the telly I'd be fine if you know what I mean maybe it's just up close I don't know but yeah so I just <laughs> that yeah didn't no, go. I you, yeah it's, it's it's probably just when it's a real life situation you probably do get a bit nesh because yeah. it, you know if you were talking about open heart surgery and you yeah. know watching your watching your heart beating on a on a monitor basically. Uh, yeah. You know, that that's yeah. probably if you're only in the moment seeing it, well, then you'd be <laughs> KO'd. Like, you know, because I, be... I, I was finally started telling me that was pelvis, and all of a sudden it must have been just I don't know, it must have been something about I don't know what it was, but I just had to get out there and I got as far as the corridor. But anyway, that's my fainting story for this week. It's probably one of the more random ones, but anyway. Yeah, well, no, in, fair, in fairness, it, it, it can happen, that stuff like that. But well, I, I presume you're all right after that, apart from the bit of a concussion. Well, I think I've been all right so far. But other people would probably say, like, <laughs> I've probably got long-lasting damage. But no, <laughs> I, I, I think I'm okay since then. I didn't want to say it, like, you know. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, no, and like, the thing is, I had to drive home then. So I can't even, well, I... Well, I probably didn't drive home. I can't remember now. Maybe I'm going to get someone to drive me home, but I can't remember, you know. But anyway, yeah. And speaking of driving, I mean, <laughs> we wrote down a few topics that we might mention this week. Mm. And I had drive. I hate driving. I absolutely hate driving. I am like, I can drive fine. I just don't like, I get real anxious driving, you know. Mm. And it's not even like, first of all, I hate, like, I hate parking the car. I get real stressed if I'm going somewhere and there's no like, uh, you know, you start worrying about if there's no car spaces or, you you know, all that type of stuff. I get really anxious. Yeah, you see, then, I'm newly on the road, so I, I, I'm I actually kind of anxious to drive. I, I I enjoy it, like, but I do hate long kind of journeys in general. Um, It can be a bit of painstaking, but it, I'm, I'm not that bad, surprisingly. But what pisses me off is drivers that can't use their indicators at roundabouts or go in the wrong fucking yeah. lane like yeah. they're your indicators aren't ornaments you use the fuckers it's as simple yeah. as that i think that drives everyone bad that drives me mad the most i swear to god listen i have to pause this for two seconds the wife's just texting me right yeah indicators i swear to god i don't know how many like i think that drives most people mad but mm. jesus indicators and people not using them oh my god you nearly have a breakdown in the car and as you said about lanes there's there's a kind of a there's a small roundabout kind of near my house, but it kind of there's two lanes, right? And the amount of people who get in the wrong lane to go in the wrong direction, and the other just cut you off, and they nearly, you know, like they're like they're going, oh god, I'd be like fucking roaring in the car. What are you doing? You know, you, like, <laughs> because yeah, like. Like you think you're like you're a decent driver when you have to worry about the cabbages out there who can't oh, even use a steering wheel. 
it, oh. that's that's the truth and and it it gets my stress levels up i'm out <laughs> the window like a dog Are you? tongue is out and i'm like yeah say you over there learn to drive you fuck face go back and get your license so uh, you know what, what did you get it out of a free giveaway in a cornflake box or something like yeah it's yeah. it's that bad it, oh stop and yeah. the fact that i'm freshly new that i have everything well i like to think i have everything down to a t like uh, there's probably a little bit of faults that i'm doing as well to drive people mad but i've i've always been trained to always indicate early you know yeah. get into lane quick and all this yeah. kind of stuff so i still have all those positives but i probably do have a few little bad habits every now and then we all kind of do yeah, but yeah. the ones that just don't know oh what they're doing yeah and then there's the sunday drivers that are out on a wednesday in, in peak traffic <laughs> the and they're just they're just there, la, 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 you know, move it. Like, if you, if you yeah. wanted to go that slow, jump on a fucking donkey, like, yeah. it's unreal. Well, I live kind of out towards the countryside, and where I live, there's kind of only one, well, not kind of, there is only one main road into the place. So without fail, you're going to be stuck behind a bus, a cyclist, a tractor, which is usually the tractor, or the Sunday drivers on a Wednesday, you know? Like there's only ditches on either side of the road. What are you looking at? You can't be admiring the, the view. Now, in all fairness, coming out like where I live, once you get down here, it's nice. But the road down here is not much to look at. Yeah. And I swear to God, without fail, you're always going to be stuck behind something. It's always when you need to go somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Well, and by the time you leave the house and you get to kind of the the, the main road, I've lost about a stone. I'm sweating. <laughs> Yeah, and have a banging yeah. headache as well. You're like, oh, I just want to go back home. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm a firm believer. If 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 you want to like beat that, or you know, be be in a better position, you're better off just to leave that five minutes early, just to allow. And I know it's easier said than done because when I mean, there's always so much to do, and yeah, you know, well, depending you, on the day, you try leaving the house five minutes earlier with a six year old, a seven year old, and a nine year old. You'd want to leave the house twenty thousand an hour beforehand. And even oh when you're about to walk out the door, I can't find my shoes. I can't find my coat. I can't find this. I can't find... Uh, can I sit in the front? Can I sit in the middle? Oh, just like, just like, just get into the car. Oh, my God. You see, I, I could... I Like, kids are great. They're great for the soul and whatever, but I could never have any myself. I don't think I could because, Jesus, I'd, I'd probably sell them on eBay or something or else I'd, I'd, I'd just leave them somewhere that look like they've been found, I'd say, because it's just shocking. <laughs> I'd kill the little fuckers. I seriously would. There's no way in hell. I'd, I'd, I, you see, I'd be like the child catcher from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I'd be like, <laughs> children, get in the fucking car or you're dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I get so stressed. Like, I get so stressed going on here. Like, I just do. But especially when I've got the training with me. Because, like, and it, it's terrible because you feel bad afterwards because you'd, like, you know, you try and enjoy it and you try and be okay. But, I just get really anxious and then like the thoughts of like you could be bringing them to the to the playground and you think I'm going to get to the playground it's going to be packed mm. there's going to be kids everywhere you know I'm just you know I'm just going to be stressed and there's not going to be park and, and then they want to go they want to get ice cream and then they want to get this and some people love that <laughs> but yeah. in other you know like I think it's just my anxiety but I, like on my other podcast I'd be speaking to so many people and so many people are are similar to me but it seems to be now. I'm not generalizing at all, but it seems to be the like the men maybe don't enjoy it as much as, as the mothers do. So the mothers would be yeah. kind of like you know they 
you know, it's like they love it. And, you know, now I'm not saying I'm probably sound like I'm generalizing, but just from the kind of from what I've seen and heard and read, you know, like <laughs> like the the mothers go and they, they, they nearly, you know, everything the kid does, they love and <laughs> where the men go and they're just sitting on the bench with their phone. like can't wait to get out of here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, what I, time I, is the I football think, on it? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just we're, we're uh, men are generally are, are focused on getting the task done, whether, yeah. you know, when when women go to get their nails done, they'll be chatting about everything and anything, you know, they're. They, I think they are women in general are better at multitasking than men. That, oh, that is yeah. kind of a fact. Well, more so, yeah. we can multitask, but we just prefer not to. And I and I think that that's more the other side of it too. But then, when you're in situations like that, um, if you have anxiety, that is a you know that is a stressful situation straight from the get go because you're dealing with well, you're dealing with the public, <laughs> <laughs> and dealing with the public can never go great for me either sometimes because as much as i love chatting to people but just some people are right asses um and and that's fellas and women it it, it, you know it doesn't really matter but i'm just there's a scenario that i remember in town and uh i i was just popping around town i was basically like what you said just strolling around not giving a care so I was basically having a woman day. So I went, went in anyway. And... <laughs> Don't say that. Fuck's sake. So I was, I was just kind of just putting around anyway. And I was in town and uh, I met a mate of mine worked in retail and he was, it was around the Christmas period. And he just said to me, um, would you do as a favor? Will you run over and get me a McDonald's? I have literally a 10 minute break. And he said, and you could actually see McDonald's from the shop window. If you kind of go right out to the door and or on the, the platform of the window, you could see and it was busy. So he says, I'm, I'm on I'm on lunch in about 10, 15 minutes. He says, by only 10 minutes. So he says, will you go over and grab the food and whatever? So he, he gave me his card. So I had great fun with that. And uh <laughs> ice cream and coffees galore <laughs> and quite possibly concert tickets <laughs> uh but yeah so like basically went anyway and got him whatever he wanted in mcdonald's but i was going over and there was a tiny queue this was pre-pandemic where you could actually put your hand on a on a knob a doorknob what and you know, you know <laughs> you're, doing this, knob. you're doing this on purpose to me i know you are I'm not <laughs> the knob of the door. The handle of the door is what I meant to say. And uh, uh, before you could get cooties and all this kind of shit. So uh, w- when uh, went in there anyway. So this woman was coming out. She was like real kind of too posh to piss looking, and uh, she was walking through the door. And uh, I held the door open. You know the handle was out, keeping it open because it's one of those springy back doors. So no manners at all. Just stormed right past me. And I went, you're welcome. And she said, I didn't ask you to hold it open oh, for me. Yeah. And, and, and I said, well, next time I let it slam in your door then, fucking ignorant bitch. And I, I just walked in straight in and uh, she just went, she just went huh. and, and her nose up to the clouds kind of thing. I was like, mm. bloody hell. But just like general stuff. So I can understand why people get anxiety when there's people like that that yeah. are just so far up their own arse. They, don't, they forget what daylight looks like. I've heard so many stories like that. I couldn't work with the public, honest to God. I could not do a job where I'm dealing with the public all day long. I just couldn't. I honest mm-hmm. to God, I couldn't. I would actually just crack up, you know. And like even, yeah. even um, I had a job for a while, and it was like just telly sales, you know, just just 
cold calling people. And mm. I swear, and in all fairness, in general, most people were actually nice, you know, because it wasn't, it wasn't, it was, it was a different type of cold call. The service we were doing was like, I think they were former customers, so they kind of knew who we were, who we were anyway. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't completely cold calling people. But my God, the anxiety I had cold calling people because just the fear of what they were going to say back to you. Do you know what I mean? You just think that half the was hang up on you, or you know. And I think, I think like we we said this last week on the on on, on the first episode. You know, kind of the Irish mentality of just, you know, oh, you remember we were talking about the chicken fillet roll, and we were just talking, about, you yeah. know, you know, people just nearly accept and go, oh, it's grand, it's grand. So I think the the Irish mentality is more just to be polite about things. So most people were fine. You know, when you called them, they were actually grand. But you still had the fear of what they're just going to abuse you on the phone. Do you know what I mean? Or just hang up because you'd imagine, like, you see, you see these kind of, you know, maybe watching them in American television show or something. And I think it's just, you know, different cultures might be a bit more, you know, abrupt and a bit more rude about it. Yeah. But Jay's is like even just picking up the phone and dialing someone thinking that they're just going to tell you to F off or what. Do you know what I mean? And that's on yeah. the phone. Can you imagine? I wouldn't be able to do working in a shop or something. And just dealing with the public all day long because I just think my anxiety would be tr- would be through the roof. And then yeah, on the other hand, if someone said something rude to you, I don't think I could. I don't think I'd be able to just smile and be polite about it and go, "Yeah, thanks." Yeah, you you'd have to have a stiff neck to kind of work in in you know customer service in general. You yeah. really do have to have like a, a something stern about you, like. But yeah, I, I I know we've often been talking about like you know our stories and stuff um in terms of like what bothers us. But what I want to know with with the anxiety that you 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 talked about the playground and the car and stuff there, and I think this will help anyone that's listening. Like, have you any certain coping mechanisms that would that would kind of help get you through when you're feeling that bit? You know, bow down with with the anxiety of the kids in the car and in the supermarket, as we talked about on episode one, mm. and then as you just said there with within customer service and whatever yeah i just don't go <laughs> that's not what the answer i was hoping for <laughs> just just go back to bed uh yeah okay listeners don't do that because you still need to go out and buy your cabbage and bacon for the dinner like you know but i no, like i mean like yeah, is no. there anything, like is there anything that would help yeah so someone in all seriousness yeah so before right I'm much better now. So before, I think I'm much better now. Before I would actually just, uh, you'd just be anxious. You would be, uh, you know, you'd get real overwhelmed. You'd get, you'd get in a bad mood. You'd take it out on people and you just wouldn't enjoy anything. And you would bang a headache. You'd be mentally and physically draining. And that was before I kind of, kind of started to deal with my anxiety. Because as most men do, you just sweep things under the rug and you think you're okay. Mm. so I've just kind of started to not started but I've learned to kind of do a few things so first of all is I kind of now well if I'm having a bad day now I just accept it right so right. even in general a bad day I'm not talking about even bring the kids to the park or something I'm talking about just say in general if you're not I'm not having a good day I actually just embrace it now because before I would try and fight it and when you try and fight a bad day it makes you worse because you're getting anxious about be, about being anxious and you, and then you start getting down on yourself because you're kind of like well why am I feeling like this and and then you, like you just get 
it just drains you, you know, you're like you're absolutely wrecked and all you want to do is go to bed. I know I joked about it, but before I would just go to bed because you have no energy for anything else. So coping mechanisms now would be more kind of like, I just kind of remove myself a little bit. So maybe I might just go upstairs and take five minutes. Yeah. You know, I would actually just remove myself because I don't want to be down, say, around people if I'm getting like that because it's not good for me and it's not good for them. So instead of like just kind of going around in a huff and grabbing this and that, I would actually just remove myself completely now. I yeah. would just go upstairs and say, I'm just taking five, ten minutes from myself because if I'm if I'm not okay, then I'm no good to anyone else. And then they won't and they won't enjoy it. Say if you're going to the playground or for going else somewhere. Yeah, it so, can just reflect on their on, on their yeah, on so, their enjoyment or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. that's the main one now is I'll go up and I might even just put my earphones on. And I might just listen to a bit of mindfulness on the, you know, on, on one of my apps just for five, 10 minutes to just take a few deep breaths and just say, all right, you just calm yourself down. You're only going here. It's going to be fine. You're okay. You know what I mean? So I'll actually just acknowledge that I'm not, you know, that I'm getting a bit stressed. And then, like I said, just take a few minutes. That's been the probably the best bit of help or advice that I could give people is that because that's what has helped me is to actually, first of all, acknowledge it. Yeah. And second of all, take a few minutes for yourself. Because if you keep plowing on, it's like anything in general. If you keep plowing on without dealing with it, it's just going to get worse. So yeah. whether it's a, I, whether, I'm with you, know, you. Yeah. Mm, so whether it's longer I'm, term or those short few minutes, it's the same principle. Deal with it and take a few minutes to yourself. You know, you have to look after your own, your like your own mental health as well. You know? Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you on the, the taking the few minutes. And I think breathing is a good thing, You're like just to kind of breathe and just kind yeah. of just level, level out. And as yeah. you said, the music is a great thing. Like, you know, if if I was doing something now, say on a computer, like I know some people might be listening to this that work long hours on, in an office on a computer or even if you're maybe in the the health service, you know, if you're working long hours in terms of either being a nurse or whatever. Mm. They, they're 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 tough jobs so like it's yeah. it, it, when when you all you want to do is have your few minutes you know whether it's your lunch or whatever but um nevertheless i find going for a bit of a walk is great too just yeah um and if you're if you're into running you know if you're in, if, you're, if you're if you're good in fitness and whatever yeah uh, go for a run even if it's only for you know around the block or around the local track or wherever you can do a little run exactly do, yeah do, do five ten minutes just for that bit of fresh air yeah. I think fresh air is a big, big factor it's to massive. just let your let let your mind kind of wind down and uh, just kind of throw yourself into something completely different, and you know zone out of the problem that that's in front of you, and then take a deep breath, go back, and continue it on, and at least then it'll help. Like you know exactly because so as I said before, I would just go to bed, but you're not really you're not dealing with it, the problem then. So as you said. You go for a walk so if if what i'm saying is if i have a bad day i could do that so you know if you have time where if i'm say if you're going out somewhere and you don't have time to go for a walk that's when you know just taking and even the five minutes is really really helpful you know so maybe you might go for a walk the next day if you have time you know like so so if you have if you know if, you, if you're looking at a kind of a you know a long-term thing you know but um mm-hmm. You know, did you ever like you always talk about your your bullying in school and stuff like that? Like, mm. did you ever try and suppose you you're probably too young and you probably weren't really aware of too much back then? Did you ever try and take any time 
to yourself. I know, and here's the thing, and I know I'll let you answer now in a second, but I just wanted to, the mindfulness from me, right? I am crap at that because, in general, because I used to say, well, taking five minutes to, to listen to a mindfulness doesn't actually fix the problem in the long problem, run. Yeah. Right. So what I'm saying to you is, I mean, it it does eventually if you kind of deal with the stuff, but say for some, what I'm saying to you, say, like, I'm not saying like you get up in the morning and you're panicking about going to school and you go, I'll take five minutes to do, you know, <laughs> to do this and that. And all of a sudden you still have to go to school. The bullies might still be there. But did you ever try anything? Was there anything that you could help? No, you see, when I was going through the bullying scenario, uh, I I didn't know anything. It was just constantly dealing with what was going on, and I was I was more always in. I was kind of I was living in a period of fear, but it was only when I started talking to my GP after I kind of said that I'd been bullied. During it, all I could do was kind of take deep breaths because I I was bracing myself for the day. Um, and I, I was just always aware of what was going to happen mm. and conscious that each scenario would get worse. And once or twice, it sadly did. But it was only after that I was recommended to go for walks, you know, through the talking to a counsellor and GP or yeah. if, I, if my parents would say, if you're feeling frustrated or, mm. or if, if something's not registering, just take a break for a few minutes, you know, and that mm. was drilled into me from a young age. Um or if, if, I, if I wasn't grasping something, the break was just that key thing. So the five minute thing is kind of spot on. Mm. But um, I'm just trying to think like as kind of the later years went on, when 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 I was suffering with the real stress and anxiety and depression mm. um, and because I was depressed, I didn't want to do anything. So I was kind of I, I never really wanted to stay in bed, but. I, I always would go to something that would make me happy. You know, I'd watch comic uh, comedian videos or whatever. I'd watch yeah. comedy just to kind of something that I could do that would make me be distracted and be uplifted and then yeah. deal with the problem. I'm, then when I'm kind of like not as anxious or depressed, you know, in a in a state kind of like. What's the word I'm looking for here? Right. Well, you know, the way you, you were saying the old um comedy videos that you used to watch so basically you use them as an escapism yeah because i yeah. used to do i used to do exactly the same right so from <laughs> i love old comedies right and i used to watch them and i still watch them because exactly as you said you kind of just takes your your mind away from things and you don't have you know like it's it's like an escapism so i use i, I still watch only fools and horses old kind of english comedies and some only fools and horses faulty towers um, like porridge yeah. or um, uh, there's a few words. Do you, do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I watched so, that of it myself as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, what comedies you said were already stand ups? Like, yeah, comedians? so I, I wouldn't sit down because I, I, I was always kind of like proactive and I still am in certain um areas. So, I, I would I'd kind of watch like a, clips on YouTube that are. are yeah. Or, or like I'd watch a little bit of a stand. I, I did collect DVDs when I was younger, so I mm. I would watch like a stand up DVD, or I'd watch a few jokes that I'd remember that was funny, mm. or I would just stick it on in the background and be kind of like in and out watching it to the yeah. bits that I liked or, <laughs> or that I wanted to rewatch. It, it depends really mm. um, on the time. Well, I had plenty of time to kill, so yeah, it's probably yeah. not the case for everybody that mm. where they can't have time to sit down and watch yeah. a sixty or ninety minute DVD. Mm. And who but, did you watch? I I'd watch like. 
stand up. So I would watch. <laughs> I was kind of very naughty. I, I wouldn't watch like the PC version stuff. I mm. like the Forty Towers. So I, 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 I always liked the filthier the jokes, the better. And, right. and just really got me like, you know, belly laughing. Like who? Um, I, I, I liked Jim Davidson. I thought he was brilliant. Uh, Freddie Starr. Yeah, All right. Okay. Freddy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Freddie Starr was just kind of like. Freddie Starr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's just a psychopath within <laughs> within comedy. Yeah. And it, but, but he's he is brilliant. Like, you know, his timing is good. Um, yeah. I, I, I watched like some of Graham Norton's stuff. Uh, you, you know, he, he was kind of like easy going to watch. Um, mm. Lily Savage, I'd watch stand up DVDs, of Lily Savage, uh, or, or clips on YouTube, whatever I could really find that were mm. in it, whether it was a short time or long time. Um, like that now, sitcoms I, I found great because they were they're not like a movie, you know, they're, they're 20 minutes, 25 minutes. That's exactly and- it. I'm the same. It's just exactly you can kind of just watch them in batches then and it's kind of just takes your. But there's something about Only Fools and Horses that you, you, you know, obviously the comedy and the writing was brilliant. And, you know, it just, mm. you know, it's such iconic and, it, uh, uh, you know, it was a genius show. But there was something about the way like the Hellboy and and Roddy was like they didn't have anything right so they, they, they were always mm. broke and they're always trying to you know scheme to get money but it wasn't that what I liked about it, it was always kind of like it was it, no matter how down they got or how man it was no matter how down Del Boy got he always had a great outlook on life he was always yeah. full of energy he was always ducking and diving and I, I think I really liked that because you know yeah it was it would make you kind of feel better that you know no matter how bad you feel you know you can always find the positives and stuff and i think that's what really drew me into it. obviously it's hilarious and you know every episode like you know would be comical and like you know do, do, do you know what i mean yeah no he just he's one of these guys and i i i, I he's he was optimistic all the time and yeah. he always had he didn't let he was down and out <clears throat> excuse me i'm gonna cough <coughs> Don't worry, it's not going to be like your podcast. <laughs> I, I was a guest and I, Jesus, that was a bad cough. Anyway, yeah. but yeah, so like um, when 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 you kind of see Del Boy dealing with his stuff and he's the, the the go-to man for like positivity, let's say, um, I, you do kind of like need people like that to kind of cheer you on and guide you through. So like by watching that through a TV, you know, is it's relatable. Mm. You know, it was like it's it's not about the material things it's about how you kind of pick yourself back up in exactly. these scenarios yeah. yeah no i get that and i think that's why i was drawn to it too now i did like the scheming and the way he would work and try and sell something you know because the the cheek of it you know what i mean and the scenarios <laughs> and just the stupidness of it all as well but yeah and and i thought that was kind of like uh, it's wholesome in a way and i yeah. I, I do i do believe that you're nothing can be so bad where it gets you down and nothing should make you feel very, you know, in a bad situation, no matter mm. how bad the situation is, nothing should make you feel like shite, putting it straight out. Exactly. Exactly. Well said. Maybe we'll wrap things up. Are we with those nice well, warming before, words? Yeah. Before we go, I did want to touch on music because that was one of my things. Um, and the, uh, the, with music now, I suppose because of only fools and horses and the era that it is in, um and and music like i i was listening to certain music that would kind of like bring me through mm. 
uh, certain stages. So I was kind of weird with music. I, I don't know. I, I know you said, um, I think in a pre, you said somewhere, somewhere, somehow, uh, that, that you, you, you're a big fan of 80s music and stuff like that. I said that. it a few minutes ago. Oh, did you? <laughs> right. I think uh, so, I did. Yeah. So, well, you've said it just now, anyway. So, you are a fan of 80s music. And uh, it, that era of music is different to some of the era in music now. Mm. Now, I don't now a lot of, I, I'm fortunate enough to actually play a lot of singer songwriters that are signed and unsigned. So there's mm. a lot of story behind it. Whether it's 80s music, it was poppy. It was something you could dance to. It wasn't taken too serious. And yeah. I do like, it's kind of like the innocence of the era. And even the 70s and even going back, you know, like you, it, it's it's amazing. Like, because even songs that were in the 60s, 70s, like if you look at like, say, Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons, mm. they wrote about, you know relationships and so on like you know especially that song i can't take my eyes off you that mm. people would know of yeah it's yeah. it's um it's come a long way and it's changed a lot and i think i i think it changes the what we do in productivity in say life i.e music uh which is what i'm getting at here there's a big change because like if you look at say nick kershaw's um my I favorite won't song sing- yeah. Oh no, the other song. Uh, uh, wouldn't, wouldn't it be, it be good? good? It? That, that's my favorite song ever. Wouldn't it be good to be on? Yeah, that that's my favorite song ever. I love that song. Oh really? Yeah. Well, Nick, mm. uh, the other one that he has is um, "I Won't Let the Sun Go Down on Me." Yeah. Now, yeah. And I'm I'm trying to like listen to the story and see what that's about. But to mm. me, it sounds like he, a, a hooker refused him, and that that was you know to that that's that's my. <laughs> Seriously? Oh yeah, okay, yeah. maybe, maybe. Yeah, well, it sounds like it, like because he's he's like passionate about it, like or, mm. or, or else he met the hooker and, and she looked like shite, uh, but like it, it, it like a dog's dinner face, like a smacked ass <laughs> probably, but like it was more of like you know I won't let the sun go down, I won't let the hooker go down on me. Well, that's what I hear anyway, and basically it was just like. You've completely know. ruined that song on me now. Absolutely <laughs> fucking ruined it on me. I'm never listening to that song ever again. Oh but, Jesus! But that, that's that, that's what I mean. Everyone has their own take on it. Like, but like, it's it, it's just the innocence of music in general. And I think yeah. you know, if you're listening to that one favorite song, like you said, no matter what the song is or who it is, if you have that go-to song and and listen to it, it can put you in a real happy mood. Uh, very quick now we'll yeah. probably we'll touch on music again throughout like the the series of short episodes yeah. that we do i think but maybe it, we'll um maybe we'll we'll talk about the kind of music uh next week and how it makes us feel and what our maybe favorite songs and favorite albums and we give it a bit more time we'll be um yeah because i'd like to get your take on it because remember i said to you you know kind of the 80s thing was just it's nostalgia for me and as you said mm. how it makes you feel so whenever I'm feeling down, like so, we'll talk about this in more detail, you know, in the next one. But um, tears for fears, wouldn't it? Or not? Wouldn't it be? I'm confusing myself. Not tears for fears. <laughs> everyone wants to rule the world. Oh, yeah. whenever, whenever I'm feeling down, that's the very first song that goes on my uh, iPod or Spotify or whatever. This is the very first song I play all the time. Yeah. And I, I'm going to save mine for the next episode because I have a variation. I'm like a human jukebox of songs. <laughs> and I, actually, on the subject of music, 
can I just give a big thanks to uh, Mikey G Beats, who's actually done the music for our intro and outro for the podcast. So a big shout out to Mikey G Beats there and get follow him on social media by simply searching Mikey G Beats and you'll see you get lots more of beats and songs and remixes and whatever. Uh, he's a very talented guy here from the West of Ireland. So uh, be sure to check him out if you can. Because if you like what you hear in these intros and outros, then he's your man. And do we remember what our email address is this week? I'll let you do we it. We do. Uh, you're, you're, uh, I know I'm the only person in this chat that you're talking to, but by looking at me, I'm the one that has to do it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's uh, waffleboxpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you remember what our social media channels are? I haven't a clue. <laughs> 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 it's waffle wa- box pod at twitter isn't it no it's your way around yeah. it's pod waffle box on twitter why don't you make them easy for fuck's sake i couldn't get it your way around all right okay well fine. instagram is easy you should be able to grasp the instagram when it's waffle box podcast on instagram it's easier over there <laughs> and <laughs> I, I believe we have a website now as well don't we we have a web uh, we do have a website it's waffleboxpodcast.com very simple. You should be able to remember that one. Um, and it's up and running now as well. It looks oh, lovely absolutely job, fantastic. It looks amazing. <laughs> it's like one of your five a day. Go on and look at it and, and you, you will be in forever in good health. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, once, sorry, just now that we mentioned the website, we have a contact page on the website. So if there's anything you want us to cover, any topics that you want us to cover, if you want to, well, you can contact us on, on social media anyway. But if you're on the website, you go into the contact us, you can just fill out the form and just send us an email or um, a message and let us know if there's any topics that you want us to cover in particular. And don't get me started about forms. I'm going to be ranting about that next week. No, save that for next week. (laughs) I can't listen any more of your hands today. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Well, look, guys, thanks for listening. Um, If you have been listening, we thank you very much. If you haven't, well, then why didn't you? And you should do. Uh, So basically, we will be back again very soon with another episode. And until then, take it easy. And if you do like what you hear on the show, please give us a a share, a like and a tweet. And, you know, share us. Uh, Life is like a box of chocolates. Share. It 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 makes it all that worthwhile. Jesus, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) A woman told me that ages ago. And it's always stuck with me. You know, chocolate is made for sharing. And Mm. so is this. So it's not. I don't share my chocolate like that. <laughs> That's because you're a greedy shit. Anyway, well, yeah. take it easy, folks. We'll chat to you soon. Bye.